We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Visit my three quotes today. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The nation's west and southwest in the grip of a heat wave today that's bringing triple-digit temperatures to some areas. And that has officials there imposing those rolling blackouts for the first time in several years. This is not one of the, you know, our public safety power shutoffs. This was actually a fulfilling request by the CAISO. And, it, and yes, the request was due to, due to the load issues related to high heat. And that is G-Day Guido with Pacific Gas and Electric. The National Weather Service forecaster Bianca Feldkirker says Phoenix hit 117 degrees yesterday. Anytime soon, um, it starts to weaken a little bit um, by the end of next week and into next weekend. Um, but even then, high temperatures still only drop to about 110. And this is SRN News. Dennis Prager explains how America survives. We're multi-ethnic, but we're not multicultural. If you are multicultural, your culture will not survive. America is the biggest experiment in history of multi-ethnicity, multi-race, multi-ethnicity. The only possible way it can succeed, the only, is if it is unicultural. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Mitch Berg is out on assignment, but have no fear. The Narn Closer is here. That's right, Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch today, and Mitch will be filling in for Brad tomorrow. Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and maybe a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with The Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Simply search for AM 1280, The Patriot on Instagram. Here's your forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center. Mostly sunny and a high of 78 for the day. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg, the headliner today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. That's hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. Yes, as uh, Nick said at the outset, introducing this uh First hour, uh, Mitch is away on assignment, but uh, fear not, he will be uh, filling in for me tomorrow. So for those of you who are fans of Mitch, as I am, I hope you uh, still hang in with me uh, today and definitely tune in to hear what uh, Mitch has to say uh, tomorrow. But regardless, uh, we're always grateful that you're tuning into our broadcast. And what is this? I'm looking around. I'm back in the Patriot Bunker for the first time in like four months. Uh, It's changed a little bit. plexiglass uh, all over the place. Uh, I've got my mask, though, Nick Johnson, fear not. Uh, so whenever anybody's in close proximity, I have my mask, so we're uh, properly socially distanced, and Nick is safely ensconced behind the uh, glass in the uh, producer studio back there. So uh, 
Nick, how's, been, how's things been going on Saturday, Saturday thus far? Uh, it's kind of the new normal. You've adjusted well? It's kind of the new norm. Been a little lonely without you guys in studio, but it's definitely more lively to have you in here, and it, this is going to be fun today. Yeah, absolutely. We look for, look forward to it. It's going to be a guest of Palooza uh, on the show. We've got, uh, uh, starting at one thirty. Minnesota State Senate candidate uh, Zach Duckworth will be uh, in studio. And again, we've taken all the necessary safety precautions uh, to be sure everybody's safe and sound here in the studio. So uh, we'll we'll go with that. And then we'll have some guests in the 2 o'clock hour via telephone. So a lot to get to uh, on the broadcast today, that is for sure. But I do want to recap. It was primary day in Minnesota this past Tuesday. Hope uh, everybody had the opportunity to get out and vote. I live up in the 6th Congressional District. Uh, specifically the uh, uh, Anoka County area. And the only races that we had to vote on were U.S. Senate and Minnesota's 6th Congressional District. And because I'm, well, right of center, uh, I obviously voted for Jason Lewis for U.S. Senate uh, in the Republican primary and Tom Emmer, the incumbent congressman in CD6, and both won their respective primaries handily. So there really wasn't a lot of consequence to vote for you know, where I live, but uh, it's not in my nature to miss an opportunity to vote. But just kind of looking at some of the results, you know, we talked quite a bit the past month or so about Congressional District 5. Of course, uh, incumbent Congresswoman Ilhan Omar first elected in 2018, and that became a big story because she was receiving a pretty serious primary challenge from Anton Melton Mukes. And he had raised a lot of money. In fact, outraised her significantly, had a lot of money in the bank. And obviously that was coming in from uh, different uh, political action committees looking to unseat uh, Omar in her wildly left-wing progressive uh, agenda that she has. And, uh, of course, the uh, uh, the uh, Islamophobic, uh, misogynistic charges were thrown out at people who uh, supported Melton Mukes' uh, candidacy, and you know that's fine. Uh, I think the only thing that Ilhan Omar regrets about that is she couldn't uh, use the term racist because, well, Melton Mukes is a is a black man, so she couldn't go that card. But uh, I was I was skeptical, but nevertheless ripe for a surprise that Omar would lose uh, her primary battle, and she unfortunately did not. She is returning to Congress now. Let's be honest. The DFL primary is basically the general election in the 5th Congressional District. Ilhan Omar won her primary by close to 20 points. She's moving on to the general election. Her primary challenger will be the uh, Republican-endorsed candidate and uh, winner of the Republican primary, Lacey Johnson. Haven't met Lacey as yet. I heard nothing but great things about the gentleman, and he's raised some pretty good money in that uh, district as well. But I'm sorry, he's got no shot. He's got no shot. I'd love to be proven wrong. And if I am wrong, y'all can come on down here and jump up and down on this desk, provided you stay on the other side of the plexiglass and shout, I told you so. And as long as you're wearing a mask when you're shouting, I told you so. That's all fine. You can do that if Lacey Johnson happens to pull the upset of the century. And that's what it would be the equivalent of is the upset of the century. But it's not going to happen. The DFL primary is essentially the general election in the fifth. And Ilhan Omar won that uh, pretty handily. This is from Brianna Brianna Birschbach at the Star Tribune. Representative Ilhan Omar handily prevailed in a contentious DFL primary challenge in the 5th District on Tuesday, a race that drew in millions of dollars from across the country and cemented her upward rise in the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Omar bested four primary challengers by double digits, including DFL newcomer and mediation lawyer Anton Melton-Mukes, whose well-funded campaign was centered on the argument that he would be more focused on the needs of the district than his outspoken incumbent. But with nearly all of the results reported in the race, Omar had 57% of the vote to Melton Mukes, 39%. He conceded shortly after 9 p.m. In her moment of victory, Omar tweeted that, quote, organized people will always beat organized money, close quote. Her victory appeared to solidify her position in Congress as a champion of the party's progressive wing following a tumultuous first term. Yeah, whenever there's a uh, member of Congress that is openly uh, an open anti-Semite, as she appeared to be with some of the comments that she had made, some of which were so divisive and uh, so nasty that you even had members of her own party, specifically uh, DFL Senator Ron Latz, state senator out of St. Louis Park, uh, took issues with some of the things she said. In fact, during a meeting early in, I think it was uh, 
early in 2019. So the new Congress had just been sworn in early 2019. There was a meeting amongst the Democratic caucus uh, addressing these particular issues. And uh, Representative Omar's uh, peer colleague from Minnesota, Dean Phillips, himself a Democrat, first elected in 2018 out of Congressional District 3, uh, he took significant issue with what was perceived as Representative Omar's virulent anti-Semitism. Okay, so it wasn't just a bunch of uh, progr- or, excuse me, conservatives coming together, try to, trying to undermine her administration, her uh, her term, as if, if you will, her candidacy. There were prominent Democrats that were coming out and calling her out on this stuff, and the fact that she's run afoul with some of her questionable uh, uh, fundraising tactics, particularly how hundreds of thousands of dollars were funneled to a uh, lobbying firm that was overseen by her lover, now her husband, uh, Tim Minette. And she said, well, you know, they they do legitimate work for the money, okay? And and that may be so, but this is something, you know, our, our friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, cited as urban progressive privilege because there is no way a Republican, conservative Republican, would be able to escape that kind of scrutiny scrutiny if they were fundraise a significant amount of money and the money was then chan- uh, funneled to a lobbying firm where there was that kind of close relationship. No way would that stand up to any kind of scrutiny. Yet she's been able to turn back all the complaints that have been filed with the Federal Elections Commission, uh, her anti-Israel stance. Uh, and by the way, how, how, how bad does that look for her now with the uh, peace deal brokered between Israel and the United Arab Emirates this past week? Okay. And you could tell um, how much of a point of contention that is by those who are decrying that agreement, particularly her fellow squad member, Rashida Tlaib, who also um, won her primary uh, battle. So the squad remains intact, uh, and Representative Omar came out this past week and basically said that this is this is proof of a mandate, to which I say, uh, you use that word mandate, I don't think it means what you think it means. Because a far-left radical progressive in a progressive city like Minneapolis, uh, you win a primary battle by 20 points. That's not a mandate, okay? Because there is no way you have 218 Democrats in Congress that are as far-left. So it's not a mandate. It just isn't. And that's and this is how a representative republic is supposed to work. I mean, no one touts this— the, an agenda and they get absolutely everything that they want. I mean, obviously there's got to be, there's got to be compromises within the process. And yeah, it could be, it could be very frustrating, no doubt about it. But, uh, representatives, uh, Tlaib, Omar, along with, uh, Tide Padavita, Andrew, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, uh, Ayanna Presley, they're the four that comprise the squad. Yeah. That's not a mandate. They, they may be the loudest voices. Okay. They may be getting the most publicity, from different media outlets, okay, they appear on the cover of Rolling Stone, okay, in this uh, uh, celebrity culture we live in. That's all fine and good, but that still doesn't mean it's a mandate. So, uh, you know, again, there, there's still going to be uh, barriers thrown up uh, to some of the radical agenda items they have going forth. But again, I wasn't terribly surprised Omar won. I was, I was hopeful that that uh, Melton Mukes could uh, could prevail. And again, Anton Melton Mukes, as I've said before, talking on my show. He's basically going to be a reliable progressive for the district, and that's what the Star Tribune editorial board uh, touted when they endorsed him to unseat Omar, is he would be the reliable progressive voice without drawing attention to himself because Representative Omar seems more interested in the kind of the cult of personality, if you will, you know, kind of the owning people on Twitter. You know, the way our president does. You know, the president seems more, uh, uh, sometimes more focused on owning people on Twitter and and airing grievances on Twitter than he does being, I don't know, commander-in-chief. So, you know, I certainly can't, uh, if we're going to be consistent here, we got to call, you know, got to call a spade a spade. The president is very divisive on Twitter, as is Omar. But that's that's one of the big downfalls of this social media culture is you've got this, this platform where you can basically tweet all of this stuff that you typically wouldn't say in a public forum. And I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing, but you know, that's, that's part of, that's part of the, 
uh, situation we're in now. So, uh, again, Omar moves on, and again, she's uh, easily, I think, easily will be reelected in Congressional District 5. Uh, you know, And again, this is nothing personal against Lacey Johnson or any Republican candidate that has ever run in Congressional District 5. It's just, it's such a far-left district that there's no shot a Republican has in this. So, uh, tell you what, folks, we'll take a break. Be back with another segment here on the broadcast. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg here on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn the truth so you can defend your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20% off. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code Minneapolis. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Get a $3,900 Konica Minolta copier for your business for just $1,950 through this special offer from Tops and this station. There's only one half-price copier. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. No, you're not on a time warp. It is not Sunday. It is actually Saturday. Mitch Berg, the headliner, is out on assignment. I'm filling in for Mitch today, but Mitch is filling in for me tomorrow, so swapping broadcast this weekend. But, hey, we're still here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing uh, my discussion uh, talking about Primary Day in Minnesota this past Tuesday, uh, I, looking at some of the other congressional races, I was very intrigued by what's going on up in uh, Congressional District 7, where uh, Colin Peterson, who is, I believe, 
been there 30 years now representing Congressional District 7, and there's been the last few election cycles, he's actually, his margin of victory has dwindled to less than double digits. Well, uh, he's uh, going to get a very serious challenge now from uh, Michelle Fishbach. She, of course, was the former uh, state senator out of the uh, Painesville area, and she won a resounding victory, getting nearly 60% of the vote in the Republican primary in Congressional District 7. Now, here is what's giving me hope in this district, is Colin Peterson you know, had a couple of primary challengers himself on the DFL side, but really nothing of consequence. He was going to be uh, win primary handily. But there was larger turnout for the Republican primary than the DFL primary. Now, you can look at that at a couple of ways. You can all, you can look at it and say, well, you know, Colin Peterson didn't have much of a challenge. You know, he's always going to win at least the DFL primary. Sure, he had a couple of challengers, but people aren't going to turn out for Colin Peterson because they know he's going to win handily. It's not going to take a whole lot, and therefore people will— uh, Potential DFL voters or those voting for Colin Peterson maybe can go pick their opponent on the GOP side. Uh, but the thing is, is that you had Dave Hughes, who was the Republican candidate in 2016 and 2018. Uh, Dave, a guy, I've had him on the program several times, but was incredibly disappointed how he handled this primary challenge of Fishbach. Uh, I've, I've said that Dave Hughes hasn't had a serious primary challenge in CD7, and it shows by the way he was trying to attack Fishbach. Didn't work. Uh, the voters saw right through that. They endorsed Michelle Fishbach at the CD7 Republican convention earlier this year, and then Fishbach prevails handily uh, in CD7. And she is raising a significant amount of money and has been endorsed by President Trump. And on top of that, after Fishbach won victory, in the GOP primary in CD7, there was a poll that came out that showed her just a, you know, obviously very early snapshot poll. You know, the general election's three months away, so it's not like it's tomorrow, but it's not like it's a long ways away either. Uh, the National Journal reported that there was a poll, and let me see who conducted it, it by the Terrence Group uh, of... 413 registered voters, margin of error about 5%. Michelle Fishbach leading Colin Peterson by 10 points, 52%, 42%. Again, small sample size, very early on, just right in the aftermath of Fishbach winning the primary battle. But this is going to be a whole different ballgame because this is the first time, I would venture to say, in Colin Peterson's congressional career that not only is he going to have a significant chance. Well, it's not the first time he's going to have a serious challenger. Okay, again, the last three election cycles, he's won by less than double digits after winning handily his first several terms. But he's going to be facing a well-funded challenger with the wind at her back. So this is a, this is a real opportunity for a flip. And again, you look at the last two election cycles where Dave Hughes ran, he was very underfunded, didn't have a lot of name recognition in 2016 and 2018, and still was within five to seven points, I think, in, in both those races. So this is some really good news. And again, this 7th Congressional District is a very, is a very the most red district in the state in terms of uh, voter index, partisan voting index, okay? But Colin Peterson's a known commodity, and he's pro-life Democrat. Uh, he, he was the only Democrat... Uh, other than Jeff Van Drew in the House to not vote to remove pre- to impeach President Trump, but again, the only other Democrat was New Jersey uh, Democrat Jeff Van Drew, who switched to being a Republican because of this. So, Colin Peterson is a rare, rare breed, a, a pro-life Democrat, okay, who uh, voted against voted against Obamacare and voted against impeachment, and he's well known in the district. But nevertheless, it is still a red district that solidly supports President Trump. And President Trump has enthusiastically uh, endorsed Michelle Fishbach. So this is uh, this, this is going to be an interesting one to watch. Again, along CD6 and CD7 are both the most red districts in the state, you know, by about the same margin. Okay, But yet Colin Peterson is pretty much the only Democrat that continues to do well electorally. So... This this is this is a big step. This is huge, and and this is one worth keeping an eye upon. Another one that caught my eye is the Hill, the Hill dot com came out with a piece. This would have been uh, Tuesday during the primary regarding the U.S. Senate race. 
Uh, Senator Tina Smith, of course, Democrat out of Minnesota, is statistically tied with her probable Republican challenger, former Representative Jason Lewis, according to a new poll. Smith has 48% support compared to Lewis's 45%, according to an Emerson College poll released Tuesday. Now, Smith's three-point lead is within the poll's 3.5 percentage point margin of error. The poll found an additional 7% of voters are still undecided. The results of the survey were released the day of the Minnesota primary. Lewis is expected to win the primary race, which he did, uh, but he's heading into a tough battle against Smith in November. A Republican has not won statewide office in Minnesota since 2006. The state's last Republican senator was Norm Coleman, who left office in 2009 after losing to former Senator Al Franken. Smith, of course, succeeded Franken, assuming office January 3, 2018. After Franken resigned, she won a special general election in 2018, but is seeking election to her first full term. The Cook Political Report rates the race between Smith and Lewis solid for the Democratic candidate. Smith has also far outraised Lewis. The Democrat has raised more than $10 million, while Lewis has raised about $2.5 million, according to the FEC records. Well, what I would find interesting is once this story came out, uh, if maybe this would change and help Lewis draw in a lot more money. Now, it's going to probably help him fundraising, but to what degree, we don't know. But I think a lot of people are hesitant in in going all in on statewide races like this, simply because we, we've been down this road so often before, are teased with the prospects of the Republicans finally breaking through and winning a statewide race for the first time since 2006, only to not have it happen. I mean, I thought 2018 we had it in the bag, I thought for sure, with, with Keith Ellison's uh, baggage that he was bringing in the attorney general race that Doug Wardlow would be able to prevail. And unfortunately, it didn't happen, despite some of the issues that cropped up, serious allegations of domestic violence against Keith Ellison. Um, but it helped, to be sure. Ellison certainly didn't win by the same margin as a lot of his Democrat peers on, in statewide races, but he still prevailed nonetheless. And I thought we had a great opportunity in the state auditor's race uh, with Pam Myra, but that didn't didn't happen as well. Uh, you know, we were certainly hopeful in, in 2014, the, the gubernatorial race and the, and the Senate race, and neither of those ended up being particularly close when Jeff Johnson lost to Mark Dayton in 2014 and then when Mike McFadden lost to Al Franken also in 2014. And given the Republican wave that took place all across the country, Minnesota always seems to be falling short from that standpoint. It, it's incredibly disappointing. So again, uh, if you want to call me a cynic, fine. I, I just, I, I just refuse to believe that these statewide races are ever in play until we actually prevail. And you know, again, we're we're hearing all this about how President Trump was was uh, is motivated more than ever to win Minnesota after he got within a point and a half of Hillary Clinton in, in the 2016 presidential election. Well, the problem is Trump isn't going to sneak up on anybody this time. And I think he benefited a lot from voters just staying home or maybe even voting third party, okay, figuring that, you know, Democrat was going to win anyways. Well, it was a lot closer than people anticipated. So are people going to take that tactic again? I have my doubts. But again, uh, the same uh, disclaimer applies. If if I, if I am wrong, you're welcome to come in and, and do the proverbial end zone happy dance, if you like. I just I just don't see it. But this is this is a. Uh, but nonetheless, the fact that it's this close three months out means that there's some opportunity there. Means that Jason Lewis, who I, you know, both Mitch and I have said this on these airwaves, ran his radio show like, you know, you were taking a class in in constitutional politics. Okay, he, he was a, uh, I mean, he was very articulate in conveying constitutional issues and the issues of our time. And I think that would be the one area where Jason Lewis could make up some ground if there was ever a head-to-head debate. Now, obviously, in this issue, to, uh, in this uh, era of COVID nineteen, there isn't a lot of in-person campaigning going on. It's a lot of unconventional campaigning. So, how this would work, I have no idea. But there has to be at least some sort of virtual debate or virtual candidate forum that takes place to allow Jason Lewis to get more known to the statewide voters. Because he won an election, granted it was in Congressional District 2 in 2016, but then lost that very same race in 2018. So, you know, there, he's got to get more name recognition, more well-known throughout the state. I mean, he was well-known here in the metro area because of his radio show for many years, but did it really resonate out-state? I don't know. But that's something that's going to happen. So 
you know, some good news from that standpoint. I think CD7 looks like it could be a, a potential flip. Michelle Bachman, or Michelle Bachman, Michelle Fishbach, very solid candidate in CD7, well-funded, has, has the wind at her back to be sure. Uh, but the Minnesota Senate, that is the Minnesota State Senate, that's going to be the one where uh, the Republicans in their scant majority going to really need to work hard to hold on to. And we're going to be talking about that in this next segment with our next guest coming up in the program. And we'll be here to take your calls as well, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It's me, Brad Carlson, in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines. Take extra precautions if at higher risk. Wash our hands frequently. Stay six feet from others when we can. And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, Sands, the headliner, Mitch Bird, who is away on assignment, but fear not. Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow on Sunday. Yeah, it's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And we're here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Talking a lot about the uh, local political races here in Minnesota. And one race in particular, you know, I mentioned at the end of the last segment, you know, the Minnesota Senate, the Republicans have a very scant majority right now, 35 to 32 
So all it would take for the Democrats to take over the Senate and likely complete control of state government is to flip, to have a net gain of two seats in the Minnesota Senate. Well, one of the best ways to stem that tide is uh, perhaps maybe a Republican or two or more could flip a DFL seat. And one such candidate that we're going to be talking about that very prospect is Zach Duckworth. Zach is the Republican candidate out of Minnesota Senate District 58, which covers the eastern part of Dakota County, specifically Lake Valeria, Farmington, and some other uh, fine small towns in there. Kind of an interesting district. You've got maybe kind of your first, second ring suburban areas, and then some maybe uh, some small towns. Predominantly a Republican district. In fact, both sides of the House are Republican representatives, but yet it's currently represented by a DFL state senator. So we want to talk to Zach about the prospects of uh, bringing that one back into the GOP fold. Uh, Zach Duckworth, welcome, first and foremost, to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, greatly appreciate it. Look forward to it very much. So how is the uh, campaigning going in these, uh, um, it's a phrase that's overused, but nonetheless, unprecedented times. It's uh, kind of obviously some unconventional campaigning that has to be done, not of a uh, a lot of in-person forums and, and whatever else. Uh, how have you adjusted to that, and what does that uh, entail, uh, Zach Duckworth? Sure, absolutely. Well, there, there are definitely some pros and cons that come with the situation we find ourselves in in terms of campaigning. But I'll be honest with you, I'm still out there um, trying to get in front of folks as much as possible, hear them, listen to them, share my message. We just have to do it a little bit more unconventionally with uh, some additional distancing, maybe a face mask, depending on uh, sure. if we're outside or not. But to be honest with you, uh, we have not let that deter the campaign. We understand just how crucial it is to get out in front of folks, get our message out there, meet them, and uh, let them know, most importantly, that we hear them and that we care because we've got so many people that are fired up and very in tune with what's going on at the state level, not just nationally. Sure. But this is one of the the rare occasions when what's happening at the state of Minnesota is on the top of people's minds. Oh, yeah, no question, and that that's an excellent point. We'll talk some more about uh, specific issues, but I guess you personally, Zach Duckworth, how did you uh, uh, get recruited? Did you yeah. look at this and say, hey, so we need to get this back in the Republican column? I mean, what was the kind of the genesis for your uh, uh, candidacy jumping into this race? Sure. I always uh, I jokingly say I was tricked into it. Really? Uh, yeah, but uh, to be honest with you, you know, folks knew exactly which string to pull with me. Uh, they pulled on the string of service. Mm. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a National Guard soldier. I've been uh, a part of the Minnesota Army National Guard for 15 years now. I'm a volunteer firefighter in Lakeville, and I'm also uh, chair of the school board in Lakeville. And uh, it doesn't take long to learn about me, especially if you look at kind of my background. It's uh, I'm all about serving the community. I'm also a small business owner. So folks approached me and they said, Zach, we, we desire to have somebody in the Senate for our district that is about serving the community and building the relationships we need at the local level uh, to help us get stuff done in the state legislature. Uh, so I, I thought about it, had more conversations with people that I trusted um, and who I valued the opinion of, and they confirmed for me uh, that they, they thought we could get a good partner in at the state Senate uh, to help all, you know, Lakeville, Farmington, all the surrounding communities get stuff done that we need for our district. And obviously, as you alluded to, there's a lot of attention that's being paid uh, to this state, not by people who just live in the state, mm-hmm. but obviously we've made uh, national headlines, probably not for the best reasons in right. some cases. So within your particular district, obviously a district like Senate District 58, as I alluded to, there's some, you know, uh, maybe first, second ring suburban areas. I mean, Lakeville, certainly, I mean, you having lived there for many, many years, certainly seen it grow like crazy. You know, once some, I mean, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Lakeville was considered the sticks, you know, now (laughs) it's like a suburban area, like maybe considered in the motif of Fridley or, or Columbia Heights. It's just gone crazy. And then Farmington, you know, I, I mean, you would think, I mean, you could say the same thing about Farmington, you know, way out in the sticks, but that's certainly grown significantly. And as I alluded to, there's some smaller towns as you get more south of the district. So that being said, Zach Duckworth, what are some of the salient issues that you're hearing from the constituents? What do they consider the most important and what are they looking for in this upcoming election cycle? Uh, sure, absolutely. What uh, what I'm hearing about the most from people, and it's changed over time, initially uh, on the outbreak of, of the pandemic and as it carried on, folks were really concerned about uh, being able to earn a living sure. and provide for their families, allowing businesses some freedom and some flexibility to still do what they need to do to stay in business, albeit safely. That was a big one. 
Um, and as we've as we have uh, you know embraced a little bit more flexibility, uh, folks have eased up on that, but it's still a big concern. The second one, and I'm dealing with this for obvious reasons as well, is how are we going to handle school come fall? Mm-hmm. There was so much uncertainty while the state took their time to figure out what it is they were going to do, and then by the time they kind of gave us an idea of what we could do. Um, you know, we were like, well, great. We, you know, we probably could have put this information out a month ago. Sure. Uh, and families, uh, they just wanted some certainty. Now, what I'll say is I don't think we reached a happy medium, but we reached a medium. Uh, getting the kids back in school a little bit, albeit as safely as possible, uh, I think went a long way uh, toward families. And, oh, by the way, if you prefer to do distance or online learning, that's an option too. So that was a big issue for folks. And then, of course, uh, police. Sure. Law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't run into anybody in our district uh, that says we should be defunding or dismantling police departments. Uh, they're all about supporting our police. They know that the police are our friends, our family, our neighbors. They desire to do good. Uh, but folks will admit, hey, you know what? If we've got some bad apples, let's do what we need to do to get them out and let's focus on reform. No but this this dialogue and just saying uh, that we should be defunding or, or dismantling police departments. People are fired up about it. They don't dis- they, they don't agree with it at all. Now, I certainly remember back in the, the legislative sessions, I guess this would have been 2013 and 2014, uh, complete DFL control of the state, the governor's office, both the state house and state senate, and a lot of policies were uh, implemented that were not good for the state. And we look at this now, and you know, as we alluded to, it's all it's going to take for the DFL is to have a net gain of two seats in the Senate, and they have complete control of state government. I mean, I, again, I'd like to think Republicans are in a position to take over the House, but that's a big ask considering mm-hmm. the, the significant deficit going into this election cycle. So that being said, one of the things that we've been focused on in this show, these particular shows, Mitch and myself, uh, is we're big Second Amendment advocates. And some gun control bills that have been going through it's been posturing. The DFL has been saying, because they know it wasn't going to pass the Senate, is you know you have your red flag bills and your background check bills. Those That's a fait accompli if the DFL takes over the Senate. So Zach Duckworth, for our listeners who listen to Mitch and I regularly, also big Second Amendment advocates, uh, what can you share in your position about uh, right to keep and bear arms? Well, here here's what I'll say. Uh, I certainly support the Second Amendment. I'm a veteran. Uh, I've been around firearms. I've used them for many, many years. And, uh, you know, it's a constitutional right. There's no doubt about it. And obviously, I think, you know, we have to uh, ensure that we're providing uh, safe training for folks as they're using firearms, especially Mm -hmm. youth. That's important. But what I'll also share with you is um, uh, the senator from my district is one of those DFL members that uh, has been known to introduce legislation uh, as it pertains to gun control. Uh, And so for, for listeners, that's important to know. Uh, in a district, like you said, that is predominantly, I shouldn't say predominantly, but a district that has been uh, fairly Republican for years, right? Uh, to see that sort of representation at the state capitol is the sort of thing that fires up constituents because uh, when there's a misalignment with who's representing us and uh, the values of a district, uh, that, that rubs people the wrong way. They begin to realize what's, what's truly going on and that there are politics at play. And you mentioned uh, the fourth issue that I hear the most about at the door as people are becoming aware about it, which is the deficit. So it's, it's mm, got people's attention. Yes. Yeah, and that and that's an excellent point. I, the DFL always loves to tell, you know, everybody anticipates a budget surplus. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. Political geeks like me, we anticipate uh, 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 forecast day, you know, where at the, at the end of the year they say, okay, this is how much we're forecasting projected to bring in for revenues as compared to uh, what, you know, what we're budgeting. And the the past several forecast days, we've actually had a surplus. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the billions of dollars, $1 billion, $2 billion. And you get these DFLers say, see, hiking taxes and everything else, it's, uh, uh, that's that's the way to go in the state. And I've, I've never looked at that as a good thing, taking more money away from Minnesotans than you actually need. And, of course, the celebration was short-lived because within a few months, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. We go from a billion and a half, two billion surplus to that much of a, a deficit. So to your point, mm-hmm. uh, that's a significant swing. So with that being brought up, what are some of the ideas, Zach Duckworth, you're going to bring to the table, say, hey, we have to close this deficit gap. We can't operate like the federal government where we run up trillion-dollar deficits annually. That's another subject for another day. But 
What are some of the ideas that you would probably bring to the table to to close this deficit? So that, that's a great question. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've, I've been around long enough to know that you don't know what you don't know until you're actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's what I'll tell you. It, it's it's sticking. If your listeners right now are worried about the direction the state is headed, uh, they the only question they need to ask themselves is, what sort of uh, representation do they want at the state capitol as we go into what's likely to be a $5 billion or more uh, $5 billion deficit. Mm, Do you want wow. fiscal conservatives in charge there? Uh, I shouldn't say in charge, but at least in the Senate majority uh, curbing what uh, could potentially be rammed through uh, the, the state legislature in combination with the governor? Because uh, the, my, as a small business owner, the first thing I do in that situation, and I've had to do this, oh, by the way, with the economic uh, implications we've had recently, is uh, where do we cut spending? Where's the waste? How do we curb that instead of first instead of first thinking, let's reach into the pockets of Minnesotans who are already experiencing tough times, whether they've been laid off or their hours have been cut back or they're struggling to figure out how their business is going to stay alive. Instead of reaching into their pockets for the money to cover that gap, the government needs to look in the mirror and say, where can we cut? Where is the waste? How do we go about fixing the budget from that standpoint rather than just continuing to burden uh, you know, the people of Minnesota? Once again, we are joined by Zach Duckworth. He's the Republican candidate in Minnesota Senate District 58. Zach, need to take a break? Are you able to hold for one final short segment? Absolutely. All right, Zach Duckworth, again, Republican candidate in Minnesota Senate District 58. And if you have any questions or comments, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. It's back to school time. Whether your kids are returning to class with face masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive, so we'd like to help. Enter the back-to-school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 for your kids' expenses. Then we pay an additional $2,500 to your school. Register for the back-to-school sweepstakes at am1280thepatriot.com. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Premier Pool and Spa still has those Arctic spas in stock. Yeah, you mean I can go in and get a spa right now with no waiting? That's right. Some of the models do have waiting, though, but they do have a lot of in-stock spas, too. They also have grills, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, fireplaces, you know, everything you need to make your backyard the perfect place to hang out in. Yeah, with as much time as we're spending at home, it's worth making it a great place to be, eh? You can do it yourself. I don't know about you, though. Or hire it out. That's maybe the better option, if you can find somebody to help you. Well, I know a couple of friends and maybe some ice-cold beverages that could come and help me. Well, maybe you'll come over and help, too. Yeah, we'll think about it. Well, go over to Premier Pool and Spa and see those Arctic spas today. They're the spas engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Jan Essen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for a church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. 
Welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the NARN. New York, New York is and here to take your phone calls. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. Regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing our discussion with Zach Duckworth, he, the Republican candidate in Minnesota's uh, fifth, uh, he, the Republican candidate in Minnesota's uh, Senate. Why did I say Minnesota's fifth congressional? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Where's my mind going here? The uh, Senate District 58, which is in the uh, eh, eastern part of Dakota County, includes uh, uh, part of Lakeville, uh, Farmington, and some other small towns. Uh, Zach, rattle off some small towns. Give some representation to those folks. Yeah, uh, what are absolutely. some of the other small towns well, in the we've district? Got, uh, we've got Randolph. We've got Eureka. We've got Hampton. We've got Empire. We've uh, There's there's so many. I mean, yeah, really right. Greenville. And it's a, it's a huge, huge district. It stretches all the way over and uh, touches the Mississippi, believe it or not. Fantastic. Well, uh, again, this is a district, Senate District 58, uh, currently uh, represented by a DFL senator. So this is a uh, this is ripe for a flip. And again, with the Republicans having a scant majority in the Minnesota Senate and having being vulnerable in some other uh, suburban districts, the more uh, districts that we can flip from DFL to Republican, the better the chances, obvious, quite obviously, mm-hmm. of the Republicans hanging on to the Minnesota Senate. And, uh, you know, we're uh, Zach and I were talking a little bit off air, and this is something I alluded to, I think, in the first segment is, you know, we're coming up with these election cycles, very critical time in that in early 2022, where you're going to have state legislatures redrawing the district lines in terms of congressional districts, state legislative districts, and what have you. And if you have a complete DFL control of those bodies uh, and they get the opportunity to redraw the lines, uh, that's not going to come out looking uh, very favorable, to be sure. So more critical than ever that we uh, keep the Senate in Republican hands. So uh, with that said, Zach Duckworth, where can people find out more about you, your social media feeds? Obviously, your website, people are going to want to donate money to the cause because money isn't everything, but it is important. So uh, where can people find out uh, more about the campaign and support it if they so desire? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So uh, the website is voteduckworth.com, and you can also donate by just typing in voteduckworth.com slash donate. Uh, and then uh, Twitter handle is just Zach Duckworth, and that's Z-A-C-H. And then uh, I'm also, of course, on Facebook, Zach Duckworth for State Senate. Uh, so feel free to to like any of those, engage with us on our website or social media. We're more than happy to uh, uh, to respond, to answer questions. Any and all donations are obviously uh, very, very much appreciated. We're using it to get the message out there. It's money well spent. It's an investment in a district uh, that we can and will win to help uh, not only like strengthen it. but keep that majority. Yeah, I like it. And uh, obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, in the midst of this uh, uh, pandemic, global pandemic, that uh, campaigning is kind of a little unconventional. But, uh, uh, I, you know, I know, as you alluded to, you're a member of the, uh, of the school board, but a campaign like this, you know, a bigger area like this, you probably don't know any difference, Zach Duckworth. I mean, you're running for a legislative seat, so... Uh, this is all uh, this is all fine to you, I suppose, making it happen. Yeah, it's just kind of a you know, uh, I hate to use the phrase "new normal," but it gets used quite a bit. But yeah, it's just making it happen. It's 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 still the same old uh, tactics, uh, excuse me, tactics and techniques. Get to know people, uh, hear their story, their concerns, uh, listen to them, and uh, just explain the vision, what you intend to do for them, how you plan to work hard for them, and really that you care about them, their families, and what they're trying to do, and, and trying to help better better their lives and the state. No, I mean, I, I, no, I know, you know, you got a couple of youngsters at home. I don't know if yeah. you mentioned to them at the outset when, uh, you know, dad was going to be running for political office and the prospects of parades. I hope you didn't reveal that too early because, of course, that's just not going to happen now. So. Right. Absolutely. No. And, and my daughter, she's got a sweet tooth, so she loves parade candy. But, you know, uh, maybe that'll be uh, in the future. Hopefully for them, they'll get to enjoy it. Okay. We do have a caller on the line. We only have a few minutes left in this segment. Again, Senate candidate Zach Duckworth. So we want to... Uh, uh, take this uh, phone call, Pat, in Minneapolis. Pat, I apologize. We only have about a minute or so. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, you were talking about the fiscal um, waste and fraud and, and all that kind of thing. I also think that I'd like his opinion about the, um, I think the social issues are causing a lot of the fiscal problems. And I'm thinking specifically a breakdown of the family. And when in 1995 a judge made us taxpayers pay for abortions for poor women, um, and we paid a million dollars that next year. 
and I'm sure it's been up a lot more than that. I really think a lot of the social issues caused by the breakdown of the family are causing uh, fiscal problems, and I was hoping he would do something to legislate for the um, improvement of the family, lowering taxes for families that are bigger and sure. that type of thing, and for married families, um, so that we can promote the value of the family staying together is our best fiscal uh, responsibly thing, responsible thing we could do for our state. Yeah, thanks for the call, Pat. We appreciate it. I know, I mean, Zach, obviously you've outlined your your fiscal policy and certainly family uh, being married with a couple of youngsters, certainly uh, very important to you. But uh, I don't know if there's any active legislation that uh, you have in mind for that, but I think just kind of representing your district in the way that you do uh, kind of lends to, uh, you know, just being a good ambassador for the district and lends to how important that those kind of a- aspects are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and to her point, I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I'm running and, and with the party that I am is is to uh, represent conservative values. And I think you can very much tell that that, uh, that aligns with uh, the caller. And so uh, the family, our conservative values, and things that we can do to strengthen that is really important. And, I, and let me just say for the record, uh, I'm, I'm the son of a teen mom. And so, uh, mm, okay. you know, being being pro life is it's very personal to me, uh, and uh, so I, I support what she had to say about that. But uh, no, I, I appreciate her calling in to share that with us. Yeah, once again, we joined uh, Zach Duckworth. Uh, he running for uh, Minnesota State Senate in uh, Senate District Fifty Eight again, Eastern uh, Dakota County, Lakeville, and Farmington, and some other uh, small towns involved in there. It's uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know population, all the districts are the same, but in terms of square miles, you probably uh, burn up some shoe leather there, Zach. Yeah, Duckworth. absolutely. There's, people don't realize that uh, district like that has some prominent suburban areas, also has some small towns, a uh, lot, lot of traveling around, I would imagine. Yeah, it, well, it's a good balance, though, because you know sometimes I fear that if you just focus on the suburbs uh, too much, you know, you forget about the rural areas, the oh, sure. farmers, and that yeah. way of life. And it's rocks so, and so cows. Critical. Somebody said, uh, <laughs> yeah. "We won't absolutely. go there." I know you're not saying that, but I'm just saying that's how some people will characterize it, <clears throat> Governor Walls. We won't name a name, but yeah. uh, once again, Zach Duckworth running uh, the Republican candidate, Minnesota Senate District 58. Check out his website, voteduckworth.com. That's, well, the conventional spelling, D-U-C-K-W-O-R-T-H, voteduckworth.com. And I've also linked to it at bradcarlson.org, uh, today's uh, post promoting uh, the show. Zach, an honor to have you on the broadcast, sir. Let's do it again. Let's have you on. Uh, this is an important to. district that we want to uh, flip and uh, keep us updated and everything's going on. Thank you, sir. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the Halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Uncle Tom was amazing, simply brilliant. Uncle Tom's the finest, most thought-provoking documentary I've ever seen. Oh my God, what an amazing movie. Every American needs to watch your film. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, or center. It's a great movie. It's just absolutely wonderful. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. I am blown away breathtaking. I sat here with tears rolling down my face through most of this movie. Thank you so very, very much for doing this. Uncle Tom is one of the most important documentaries of our time. I highly recommend everyone get it. I wish I could figure out a way to get everybody to watch it. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. I think that you may save America with this movie. UncleTom.com. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and for years this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now here's a word from our friend Dennis Prager. I, I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature. But everyone can help fighters. 
What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo.